Hello and welcome to the Sound of English podcast, a podcast for learners of English who want to hear phrases and stories from a native speaker. My name is Thomas Barlow. And I'm Safina Millington. And today, Tom, I've got a really interesting question for you. But let me give you some background. So I was asked uh, by somebody recently uh, what what it means to be British. And I, I couldn't really give a straight answer. So I want to ask you that question. What does it mean, like being British? Because we're so proud of it. And I mean, I feel proud of it sometimes. Not sometimes, always. Sometimes. Sometimes a bit, you know, it's a bit shameful. But um, like when, you know, you say I'm British, what, what, what does that mean for you? That's honestly one of the most difficult questions I've ever been asked in my life. I think being British is sort of agreeing to British culture mm-hmm. and, and wanting to integrate into that. So that would be a sort of acceptance of, of um, sort of multi-ethnicity. Um, uh, what's the word? Like a, an acceptance of... Um, what's the thing? What's the thing? Like... That homosexuality thing. and oh, LGBT. LGBT that's it right okay so it would also be a sort of exception of the LGBT community mm. and everything that goes along with that and it's not necessarily being an active member mm. of those things but it, it's it's accepting other people and accepting how other people want to live their lives and not not discriminating or not hating anyone for, for anything like that that being said you could say that's similar in several other countries so what what's specific about being british but is it though because i've i've met people who who have a very different idea of i guess national identity mm-hmm. you know it's like i was born here this is where i'm from and that's kind of like the the, the benchmark mm-hmm. of being uh, just for example being bulgarian you're, you're born here um, you know, your, your parents are from here. Whereas, for example, someone like me, you know, I'm born here, my mom's born here, but then go you know, one generation back, you know, my, my family come from different parts of the world, but I still feel British and I, I still identify as British. And there are many people who, I guess, are in a similar situation. So is it the same? You, you, you raise a very good point. And actually, as you were saying that, I sort of realised that those things that I mentioned are not actually necessarily British because there are British people who don't agree with that. Yeah. And, and I don't. I agree with those people, but, you know, that's how some people think. And I think the upbringing plays a big part. What? And if you're, if, if you're integrated into that society, yeah. but society is constantly changing mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but then, you know, you can have someone who moves to the UK, maybe 18, 19 years old, and lives there for... 30 years I would consider that person British mm. what you know, do you as long mean as by it... upbringing though Tom well, this, this is a very this is why it's such a complicated question and I feel like I honestly feel like I'm on a um, politics panel show <laughs> discussing this question it's quite a deep question it isn't is, it? it but is. if we would say I mean what? how would you define upbringing because that's a very interesting I, th- I think if, you, if you've had an education in the UK and you've taken part in a lot of the sort of cultural activities. Mm. So things like, um, you know, 
Easter time, the school summer holidays, uh, bonfire nights. Yeah, the, these are obviously not necessarily specific to the UK, but our ways of uh, celebrating that time are different to, to another country. Every country has their own way. Um, I think one thing very specific to the UK is our humour. British humour is it is unique, mm. and I, I don't I don't know I haven't met many people who ha- who one fully understand mm. British humour, and two naturally have that that innate British humour inside them. Like just the, it it's it is it's a it's a gem. I I, I love British humour, and I think. Um, I mean, but equally, I think Bulgarians have a great sense of humour. Don't get me wrong. I think lots of nationalities, and obviously we're speaking generally, and have you know very good senses of humour. But ours is, I don't know, it's very specific. We have a lot of puns and plays on words yeah. and, and things like that. It can be very dry mm. and very witty. Ooh, that's a good phrase. What do you mean about like a dry sense of humour? A dry sense of humour. God, where would you even start with describing a dry sense of humour? I guess it's not... I guess a dry sense of humour isn't being big and loud, perhaps like a typical American comedy is. It can be very self-referential, so making jokes about yourself. It can... Possibly it isn't so positive. It doesn't have to be negative, but it it can be just very neutral. Um, A bit of sarcasm... Oh, yeah. As well, some irony. I don't know. How would you describe dry? Uh, yeah, I always, I always go to the, that that idea of not being afraid to kind of make fun of yourself. Um, very sarcastic. Yeah, ironic. And I'm gonna now throw another curveball in: British irony versus American irony. Do you think there is a difference? Firstly, what is irony? Irony, I mean, if we're going like with the song, it's like rain on your wedding day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a difficult one to define. It's so tough without examples. I mean, yeah, rain on your wedding day. Or like, what's the other thing she says in the song? Uh, having a drinking problem and then getting like hit by a Guinness truck. Yeah, don't they say that none of those things are actually ironic? Yeah, well, well, that's what I, I don't <laughs> see it as irony. But like, I guess maybe it's the American version of it. There was a phrase we said a few, um, Sod's Law. Do you remember? We, we spoke about Sod's, Sod's Law. Law. Yes. Sod's Law is In, a great example of irony, actually. Yeah. yeah. So a few weeks ago, if you listen back to our previous episodes, you may remember we discussed Sod's Law. And yeah, that would be a good example of irony. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to that episode, if you go back and listen to it, you'll get an example of irony. We could tell you what it is, but we're not We've going already to... told you. Yeah. Yeah. Go back and listen. Um, and I think I think actually also there's a lot of British humour that is about um, poking fun, uh, a lot of satire. Poking fun. Poking fun. Poking fun. Poking fun. Yeah, not literally like poking. Physical contact. No right? physical contact. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're socially distancing. No. Um, so poking fun. Yeah, just making jokes at other people, but in a friendly way. That's really weird because although I know poking fun. In London, we would say making fun. Okay. So making fun of. Yeah, we'd also say that. Or... But you would say poking fun as well. Like both are fine, yeah. but I think 
making fun is it more like common i could say like where i'm from at least in southeast london did you ever hear taking the mickey out of someone yeah taking the mickey taking, taking the, the michael or taking, taking the, the mickey <laughs> yeah yeah or yeah it's just like making fun of someone yeah yeah, yeah. but in a in a positive way mm. or with your friends and you know that there's no negative um there's no harm. You don't want to hurt the person, but you maybe laugh at something silly they do. I think the the word like now for is banter. I think we've had this word before. Like banter is like you know the word like yeah, like taking mm. the mic. Like if I guess it's just a bit of banter. Yeah. Like especially like that's a very Essexy phrase. Like it's a bit of banter. banter. <laughs> a bit of banter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah. It's just it's just you know. It's a joke. Everyone's laughing, and you know, you, and I feel like you have to be able to n- not take yourself so seriously mm. when it comes to like British humor. Like you know, we take the mick out of each other all the time. Like it's just you know, it's yeah. just it's life. <laughs> but what would you define it as to be British? Um, for me, I, I'm kind of like on your wavelength. I think it's it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It's it's more than just a you know a passport uh, or you know. I guess um, it, it, where you're where you're born. I think um, I guess you said it's an ideology. I I always think of just this equality. I think of equality. I think of equal opportunities, which isn't always the case. But you know, I like to believe that I I come from a place where actually people are treated like people, and um, it doesn't really matter where you where you come from, like, you know, area-wide, your, your postcode and all. Um, it doesn't matter if you're male, female, um, what community you're a part of, what sub-community, um, you're always welcome and it's, it, it's home. Uh, and actually, that idea is constantly changing. I mean, maybe, like, let's say, like 20 years ago, the idea of, you know, including LGBT into that statement plus sorry into that statement it, it wasn't really something that people thought about it was more on a I guess a race uh, like mm-hmm. level but now it's like people like ability comes in there you know um lgbtq plus comes in there race comes in there gender can come there it, it all it, it's like a mixture of everything and that's why I always think that like London in particular is just such a unique place because it's like a a mixture, a cauldron of all these different influences. And I'm, I'm more than anything. I think I'm a Londoner more than being mm. British, and I feel like that's it's very different to being British. Like I, I'm a Londoner. Yeah, yeah, that's me. And as someone from the outs, not even the outskirts, but like outside. just just outside of London, but <laughs> sort of like connected. You know, we were we we came into London sometimes. I I do understand what you mean there. It was interesting what you said about. Um, mentioned you sort of touched on people with disabilities mm-hmm. and two things came to my head one is there are comedians successful comedians in the uk mm-hmm. with disabilities blind comedians comedians with cerebral palsy who are not treated any differently when they appear on tv or, or in stadia uh, and perform and that that's a really really interesting thing which i think is i haven't seen in a, in any other country yeah um but the other one is you said the word mobility. I very rarely see people in wheelchairs in Bulgaria. And I think a big reason for that is 
just the accessibility to things. Mm. Whereas in the UK, any new public building has to have disabled access. Yeah. And perhaps that is the same here in Bulgaria, but they just don't build as many new buildings. It could be the case. Fair point. But even walking down the pavements or in American English, the sidewalks, you know, in the UK, you would be very hard pressed to find somewhere where people in a wheelchair, at least in towns, would find it difficult to access. Whereas mm-hmm. in Bulgaria, there are a lot of places, even in Sofia, the biggest the city. The metro station is where I noticed it. The metro mm-hmm. station, it, it actually was part of my culture shock when I came mm-hmm. here. You know, going into a metro station, and not all of them, the newer uh, metro yeah. stations do have, um, you know, wheelchair access, and some of the newer trams have wheelchair access. But, you know, going into a metro station and thinking, wow, there are a lot of stairs here. Mm-hmm. Although you have these, I don't know what they call these iron bars that kind of go down oh, the stairs. Yeah. I'm just thinking on a on a on a snowy winter's day, this could be pretty dangerous. Um, and you know, thinking like in London, you just don't have this. Like you would have, you know, proper wheelchair access. And this is not a, a diss or anything because mm, it's it's, not, it's yeah. something that. I feel like as a community, especially in London, we're really hot on it. Like, like accessibility is is a is a priority. Yeah, but I think I think honestly, it's a European Union thing, and obviously Bulgaria joined the EU in two thousand seven, I think it was. Okay. And so I think that's why now it's starting to change. Mm. Why previously it was already happening in the UK. I, that that's my assumption, and if I'm wrong, we'll delete this from the episode. Yeah, that, that was never said. <laughs> Remove it from the records. No, I'm joking. Sure. Um, yeah, but I think we can both agree that it's it's something that is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. The criteria yeah. of being British or the what it means, and, mm-hmm. and that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'd love to hear from you what it is to be your country. So write to us at soundofenglishpodcast at gmail.com or you can write to us on Instagram at soundofenglishpodcast. Also, please give us a rating on Spotify, five-star rating if you like us, or don't rate us if, if you don't like us, then we can, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that is it from me, Thomas Barlow. Thank you. And Safina Millington. See you next time. Bye. Bye.